You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport W265CG Tuscaloosa Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to the center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that position back to the <laughs> Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. It's a beautiful morning. We're glad to be live and local on your radio airwaves, as well as simulcasting on Martin Houston Radio Network on Facebook at Martin Houston uh, fan page at Tide 109, Alabama Tradition, X's and O's Sports, as well as on YouTube uh, at um Martin Houston Live and at Martin Houston 35. We'll also add DC Capstone Report to the conversation on Facebook. So glad to have all of those different uh, networks and, and pages joining us today. If you want to join us in the conversation, you're always able to do that uh, in terms of chatting us up in the social media world, or you can call us in the traditional way and interact with us on the phone lines at 205 342. 9904-205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. It's open for business, ready to get you in on the conversation. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. But we definitely have some topics we can get into. As uh, um, you know, you the goat when you're not up, and your name is pretty much mentioned throughout the day. Speaking of Nick Saban uh, being a part of the conversation for for the uh, other coaches, uh, specifically in the Lane Kiffin conversation and Brian Kelly. But also, uh, Commissioner Sankey making some bold statements. Um, the key there is uh, we are a super conference. We're not trying to become one. Uh, everybody says it looks like we're headed toward a super conference. Eh, Sankey said we're already a super conference. So he had a lot more to say. Uh, what? How refreshing would the world be uh, if all coaches – we're like Lane Kiffin, no coach speech, just talk, real talk, true talk. Um, you know, that, that's a, definitely a, a conversation uh, worth having as we think throughout uh, today and talk about today. You may have some other conversation you'd like to, to get into as well. And, of course, what will the GOAT say today? What do you think? Nick Saban comes out saying, will he be kind of a coach speechy uh, type of, of day or will he come out sort of like he was this summer where he was calling out the NIL and different things? Or is he going to play it close to the vest and try not to stir up any controversy and try to let the Jim, Jimbo Fisher thing die down? Well, if you want to know exactly what he says, make sure you stay tuned to Tide 109 all day long as we will broadcast Nick Saban's 
speech live uh, from uh, Atlanta. And of course, you know, it's, it's definitely right smack in the middle of SEC media days. And our SEC media day coverage brought to you by Academy Sports and Cardiology Consultants. So if you want to hear what's being said live, make sure you stay tuned right here on Tide 100.9. Uh, X, did anything particular jump out at you from yesterday? Uh, yes, Lane Kiffin, as you mentioned, you, you got to love it when he gets up on the mic and speaks. And I just loved how one of the things he said when talking a bit about the NIL, he said, you legalized cheating. So how do you not expect the the best to uh, get the, the best the best players to go to where the money's at. Yeah, let's hold that thought for one second because, yeah, I want to get into that. A uh, couple quick other notes um, as just around the sport that we'll, we may have a chance to get into. Um, Alabama baseball um, lost their – well, don't know if they'll lose them. But the second pitcher um, of the, the past year's team drafted – in uh, the baseball draft, uh, you know, the, of course, um, how much impact do these two guys have? Um, one, uh, Connor Prelip did not play last year, but went as high as the second round, expected to be a superstar, guys. And then, of course, uh, and he went in the second round. And then, of course, yesterday, uh, Dylan Ray was drafted by uh, the Diamondbacks in the fourth round. Um, statistically, nothing to write home about statistically, but he did play a big role um, in in Alabama's, you know, winning at the, the Met. Joe, I know you were up there for some of that live. Um, uh, is Dylan Ray being drafted more on the potential as he's just a redshirt freshman? Uh, and uh, is is that more of a potential draft, or did, did you know he just get better as the season went along, or a combination? A little bit of a combination of both. I, but I wouldn't really be surprised if um, I wouldn't be surprised if he opted to come back to Alabama uh, with, with with kind of where he was drafted and and what his his future looks like. It's just going to be kind of what kind of what money he gets offered. Uh, after being drafted, but but I I, th- I think he's a solid pitcher, obviously, and uh, major league baseball scouts yeah. do as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. He's got he's got a decision to make, and I think depending on what kind of money he gets offered, will uh, will we'll play into how that decision goes. Yeah, do you think uh, Prelip comes back? No, no, I don't think Connor Prelip will come back. I think he. I, I think if circumstances were a little different for him, he would consider it. Uh, but I think that uh, he might have rubbed, uh, w- without saying it uh, out loud. I think uh, the, 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 he. I think he rubbed the uh, rubbed the Alabama staff maybe the wrong way with how he handled uh, his injury. I think they were expecting him to be available the last probably month of the season, and I think. I think he was planning on being available, but ultimately changed his mind once he became available. Yeah, and ultimately, that, that's why, uh, and, and I may be, I think baseball is the absolute hardest sport to coach in, in college football from a uh, management year-to-year standpoint. I mean, you've you've signed everybody uh, that, <laughs> that, that you can off of, knowing who's available, like uh, you have the fewest scholarships percentage-wise of the players you need to play the game effectively, uh, and you not only now can lose players to um, the draft, uh, you can now lose players to the portal. <laughs> so you always could, but I think the portal has become it's, – it's almost like the portal revived itself uh, once uh, football got into the game. So uh, – you think about just having those two guys back at the well, end of last year's season, you would think that they'd be excited coming into this season, right? But now they're both gone, potentially, well, potentially. So, well, you also have to look at they had two signees get drafted as well, Jake yeah, Madden. So, 
That's what I'm saying. Just, I don't know how you do it, man. It'd be absolutely a nightmare. Go ahead, X. X I cut y'all. Yeah, but they had Jake Madden also drafted in the fourth round to Angels and a, a Juco guy, and then Nate Ochoa, a, a high school guy, get drafted in the sixth round to the Nationals. So that's two more guys that they're potentially losing uh, to Major League Baseball. So. Well, like I said, it's it's a tough road to, to to me, a tough tough sport to to coach. But you know, hey, some guys do it, some guys can't. Uh, and it's almost one of those things where you get young guys who aren't quite major league talent and and hope you can keep them around for four years, maybe, and they'd be good enough to win. I don't know. I don't know what my strategy would be if I was a baseball coach, but know what it would be if I was a football coach. It'd be about getting the best players. Uh, and Lane Kiffin said that those with the money get the best players. True statement. Do you love it when Lane Kiffin guys take the mic? And uh, is he is he gonna be the uh, you know I mean the highlight truthfully of getting anything really worth repeating <laughs> uh, out of the SEC media days? Man, when when you look at Lane Kiffin, it is get your popcorn ready when he gets up there, and I, I think he's right to a certain degree. You know, um, if you've got the money, you're going to be able to get the best players. Uh, yeah, everybody says this is something that's been happening for a long period of time up under the table through other means of paying players, but now they can be up front with it and. That ability just kind of takes any chance, you know, where a guy might go to a, a school because one school offered the money and he goes, man, I, I can't risk that. And potentially ruin my career, that's no longer a, a fear or a, a worry. It's let, let's get it and, and go now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what that's what Kiffin has said, uh, Joe. Let's uh, let's go to break on uh, Lane Kiffin talking about the coaches. Uh, I mean, boosters and and NI. No, no, no. Let's do the coach uh, where he talks about the coaches' places uh, in NIL. Uh, as we prepare to go to break here on the Martin Houston Show, we're going to hear from Lane Kiffin from over in SEC Media Days right here on the Martin Houston Show. Uh, with Martin and Xavier. We'll be back on the other side with more conversation. We'll also bring in DC, DC Capstone Report. But here's Lane Kiffin talking about the coach's role in NIL. Coach's role, be in that discussion. I mean, I think ideally, if we're going to be in an NIL world and somehow you're going to do it right and it's going to get capped, you know, so that there's some way of controlling it and keeping playing fields close to the same. Um, otherwise, you're just going to have these glaring differences within Division One football um, based off of their, what I've said before, their salary cap. I know that's not really the right word. Uh, and ideally, I would think that the coach should be part of managing that. That's, you know, how you would want it done. But I don't know if it'll be that way or whatever. So that's just how I would do. And that's based off of look what happens in professional sports there's salary caps and the coach and the general manager slash owner manage that coach we're going to go right in front of me coach's role tide 100.9 traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, roadways are clearing after a heavy storm this morning. We've got a wreck on 2059. This is eastbound at the Mercedes exit. Three vehicles involved. You can expect delays. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a new or used vehicle. From Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer, I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine today. Potential for scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 73. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered storms developing by afternoon. The high, 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial 
commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Show on Tide 100.9. Ready to get things rolling. In just a moment, we're going to be adding DC DC Capstone to the conversation. And as we were going to break there, we had Lane Kiffin talking about uh, adding the coaches into the mix on the NIL. Well, Greg Sankey had an interesting take on NIL uh, governance and regulation and his suggestion was that the that the states get involved, the SEC states get involved. Let's hear what Sankey said uh, as a possible solution to regulating NIL, or I mean, not necessarily regulating it, but making it competitive. We did have conversations that if there's not a national standard, we need to explore if we can have common state laws among our 11 current states eventually to be 12 to support healthy name, image, and likeness activities. We face headwinds in college sports, absolutely. It's actually not new. It's a decades-old problem, and those decades-old problems now rest firmly on our agendas. The SEC will not be complacent, even with the knowledge that we're in a position of strength. Now is the opportunity and the time to continue to support our student-athletes and to the extent we can do more, we actually do more. We must take the step forward to make sure the experience that's present today is there tomorrow and for decades to come. Hmm. Um, let's bring in DC first before I ask this question. Good morning, DC. Uh, welcome into the Martin Houston Show with Martin Xavier. How you doing, sir? Oh, doing great, Martin. Good morning, Nick. How y'all doing this morning? Doing good. Doing well. Doing well. Well, DC, uh, that was Greg Sankey. Of course, I think that was a po- political speak, but uh, he said that <laughs> a sidebar in that conversation that always makes me laugh. Hey, uh, if we can do more, let's do more. Hmm. Uh, for the players, for the student athletes. Hmm. Okay, uh, so thank you. When you rolling out that salary, you know, <laughs> so so, but no, I mean, uh, I'm being I'm being messy this morning, DC. But uh, as you heard yesterday, uh, Lane Kiffin says coaches need to be involved in managing that process. Uh, I'm going to circle back on that statement, but let me ask you your thoughts on Greg Sankey. And him recommending that uh, the SEC states, uh, 11, soon to be 12 states, need to get together and have um, common laws, right? Well, um, do we not have other conferences in those other states? Uh, Wouldn't that be an inherent problem of making laws that benefit the SEC? Yeah, it definitely would, and, and of course, any time that you invite a governmental entity to get involved in, a, involved in something like uh, this, it, it's not really good. I, I don't understand why. Uh, he's already lobbied the federal government uh, trying to get some regulations and now states, and I understand the problem, but uh, they don't really have a... a it's, not, it's really no way to get every state in, 
it's hard to get three states to do the same thing. Let alone twelve. One trying to get at. And if you saw what happened in the NIL, everybody jumped to run. Everybody want to get theirs out there first, and and everybody started doing this, that, and the other. You know what? I, what I think he's doing is he's posturing, trying to get uh, some sort of breakaway when these three super conferences become uh, uh, viable, so that they can get a consistent legislation for the three super conferences to play by. And that be some kind of other entity other than the NCAA that has a football commissioner or something of that nature that'll that eventually see how it's governed. Once you see how hard it is to get the government to do things, you got to have some kind of organization that police yourself. And so I think that's what he's going to. He he realized he couldn't get anything done with the federal government. It was just a show to go up there and 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 kind of make kind of make a a case for this is not going to happen here. We got to try to get the states to work together. Together, but well, they're not really going to do that. So what are we going to do? We're going to get together and create a body, a governmental body that will govern this, this, and make all the playing field even. Yeah, X, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how it it would work, and as far as the rules go, because then you get to the point of controlling other conferences potentially, because there's no way you could do a state law that only affects the SEC, and then what about uh, the other 39, soon to be 38 states that don't have an SEC team in it? How, what, what advantages, disadvantages does that give to them? And so I, I just think it's a little crazy to think you can get it done at a state level on what, without getting all conferences and all states on board with it. Yeah, thank you making the statement, getting all 12 SEC states uh, to go ahead and uh, be a part of some type of uh, legislation that makes it competitive with the other leagues. Okay, so if the league isn't the one governing, how can the state be the one that makes it playing field? Because... If you're not in those other states, would those other states not turn around and just keep making rules? So you just, you, it's, it's almost, uh, and, and I use my faith as an example. Uh, one of the reasons that, uh, other than believing is true, but the reason I believe and uh, and say that the Christian faith has absolute truths is because it's outside of me. It's something that's governing outside of me. So when Martin is feeling bad or Martin doesn't, uh, or Martin is feeling good, what's truth doesn't change. Uh, whether it applies to me or not, whether it benefits me or not, whether it makes it easier for me or not, it's outside of me. Therefore, it remains consistent. Now, how I interact with it may be different. And that's what it's going to take to get this NIL thing. Should be a role that the NCA uh, deals with. But let's see what Sankey had to say. Uh, in regards to the NCAA and its future, and then we'll circle back on this conversation. All right, can we get that uh, NCAA clip, guys? Well, while they're pulling that up, uh, I'll circle back around to um, Lane Kiffin's statements. Uh, what do you think the impact of having the coaches uh, get into the conversation, D.C.? Well, I think it would be good to have the coaches involved. This is what Lane Kiffin was trying, what he was trying to do. And I love when Lane Kiffin talks because he gets some fresh perspective on what's going on. He says what we've all been thinking. Uh, if you'd listened to the coaches to begin with, you would have thought you would have kind of you kind of wanted to hear what we had to say about it. You would have foreseen all these bad things that are going on with NIL. So what I think he's saying is, hey, you need the coaches' perspective get involved like you would a general manager or coach in the NFL. Uh, he's saying the same thing Nick Saban was saying. He's just saying it like we would say it instead of like coach speak. Uh, so um, I think it's a good thing for him to, to put that out there. I'm not sure it's going to fall on the ears or it's going to listen, but uh, he's definitely saying what Nick Saban has said. Uh, you got all these people making rules, boosters and uh, collectives and people outside. You're not even taking the uh, advice of the coach uh, involved. And Nick Saban, and, uh, and, and then. Lane Kiffin went even further if you have those clips where he where he says 
hey, you, you, what's going to happen when you have a booster who pays his money and, and you get him in, is he going to tell me who to play? And what's going to happen when, when that kid doesn't play and that sort of thing? And, that, and that's what we've all been saying, but no one's talked about it until, until, uh, until no coaches talked about it until, uh, until yesterday when, when Clayne Kiffin did. X, what's your thoughts? No, I mean, DC's right. When you look at where does, where does it start, where does it stop, it, it can get really messy when you look at it. I I heard a guy uh, on 247 Sports talk yesterday, um, and he said what, what also happens if these players are promised money and then they don't get it? Do they transfer? Do they hold out like the NFL? It can just get really dangerous when you when you break it down, without the correct uh, the the correct structure in place. Oh, it is going to be free agency uh, on steroids by this time next year, without any boundaries, unless some rules uh, changes are are made. Uh, and Kiffin is calling it out. And if it, think about this, could you imagine? what it would be like if uh, Bill Belichick had no idea uh, what um, the players he drafted had been promised. Yeah, it'd be what crazy. their salary is, what their, huh? I said it would be crazy that you think that would happen. I mean, you know, I heard yeah. like X talking about, I heard a guy talking yesterday, which made up a great point. We haven't been through this cycle yet, right? We're all on the front end of it. We haven't seen it play out over a full period of years. And you and I know, all, all three of us who have any kind of history of football, you know that every player doesn't pan out. There's every player right. is not what you expect. And they don't, there's some that sit for two or three years. What happens with these players who are promised all this money? Uh, what happens with these players when they get in there and they don't pan out? What happens if the money doesn't come through? What if they don't get what they've been told they would get? And, and you're talking about a, a problem in the locker room with, one somebody making more money than another player, you get a problem in the locker room when you get two or three players who are disgruntled. And you know, you know, Martin, two or three players in a locker room cancer. can ruin the vibe for everybody. Yeah, it's spread like cancer. So yeah, that's yeah. it's going to be a lot of things. I think you're going to see nil in some ways police itself. Um, I think you're going to see all this crazy money that these boosters are offering. The market's going to correct itself. Uh, when when all of a sudden they realize we're not getting the same value we thought we would get, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's why I think Nick Saban has has a high tide traditions with developing a he pretty much is developing. I don't know if y'all got know this or not. They're pretty much developing a baseline or a salary cap that every player is going to get something. So uh, I think that's going to be huge. Let's get to Pat and then we're coming back from. Uh, after Pat, we'll go, get to break. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, good morning, fellas. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about down in Dallas. I know those guys down there that uh, got the death penalty, SMU. I know, hey, man, those fellas have got more money than Carter's got little liver pills. And uh, mm. I, I, they chomping at the bits to be able to to go out and brag to their buddies about who they bought. That, uh, hey, unless this, and that's what y'all just brought up, that's outside of the SEC. Hey, that this thing, uh, the only, only thing I see even possible, uh, would be at a federal regulation. And then, uh, that's not right either to be able to cap what uh, what your value actually is, but hey, this own three oh uh, evaluation of what kids are supposedly worth. Uh, have y'all read any of this, Martin? Oh, uh, in DC, that's what I wanted to ask DC about. Uh, go ahead, DC. Talking about capping somebody's value, yeah, I don't think you, you can do that on a on a federal level, and, and it and it and it make the you know it be legal. I think what. What we're talking about is some kind of consistently how you manage it for each person. And what you're saying, Pat, is exactly correct. I don't know if everybody saw the the news yesterday. It kind of did with the SEC media days. It kind of just goes by the wayside. But my understanding is Texas Tech, and we're not talking about the prominent schools in Texas. We're talking about Texas Tech has has got a collective, found out a way with all the money they've got over there, where up a hundred players 
are going to get $25,000 a year minimum. And then you get to, and then they will get, based on their name, image, and likeness after that, additional monies. But they're going to guarantee $25,000 a year. I don't know if y'all heard about that. That's a lot of money. Uh, and, and what Pat's saying is, is correct. It's, it goes on what Lane Kiffin was saying yesterday. Some places that have the most money will attract players. Now, what's that going to do with college football? Same thing that Nick Saban has been saying forever. Uh, the players that, that it's going to marginalize the small schools, the ones that don't have the money, and the and the smaller schools that don't don't get those uh, players. When you can when you can have a player go and be guaranteed an X amount of dollars to play at Texas Tech. And I, I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're not playing by the rules. That's what the rules say you can do now. But that just that's just a a, a way to say, well, they're they're trying to do what. What Coach Saban has said he wants to do is make it consistent, but they've gone over that. You, you make it consistent, plus you allow them to make as much as they can on their own name, image, and likeness above that. But when you guarantee players money, uh, you know the people are going to, kids are going to sign for that money. Some some kids were, would never see that kind of money that are coming out of these schools. Oh, absolutely, Anna. But but go ahead, but uh, Martin at a Texas University of Texas. Uh, now, I haven't heard anything else about that, but University of Texas is supposed to be guaranteeing every offensive lineman that signed 50000 a year. Like four years, that's $200,000. That's a bunch of, hey, you don't get that kind of money wholly guaranteed in the NFL. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I have zero issue with it. My, my thing is, it's just not consistent in, in competing. Uh, and, and that's the thing. You, you can't have a regulated process in it not be regulated. And that's what recruiting is supposed to be, has been, et cetera. And, and that's what Saban is saying. He's saying, we're saying we're regulated. We're saying that there's rules and guidelines, but there's no one establishing those rules and guidelines. So uh, I think you're going to see more of that. And like I said, I think he's going to self-correct at some point, uh, Pat. Uh, and and we'll talk about that even more on, on the other side. Probably got to get the break here, but okay. but yeah. Uh, uh, as far as setting, as, yeah, as far as outside companies on your own three thing, uh, how, how does someone set a value for a player um, when when they don't know what this player uh, uh, can can do? If you think the competition um, from um, at least I will give the NFL. Uh, the the process of when they're drafting guys and different things like that, at least for the top percentage of players, uh, they actually have them all come together and run and all of them see them do the same type of drills in the combine. Um, but for high school, you got one kid playing against a, a 2A competition and another kid playing against 7A. And in the 2A, there's three guys in the entire country that's going to get uh, signed by an Alabama or an Auburn. And then you have another kid that's coming from a school that's playing against guys that has 10 guys on his own team that's going to go to D1 school uh, and play against teams with five, six, seven D1 guys. And you're trying to make that evaluation. So I don't know how on three could set any type of uh, a value from a money standpoint. I could understand you projecting talent wise, but uh, so I think that's kind of ludicrous for, for them to try to do that. But anyway, we have to get the break here, Pat. Thanks for that conversation, man. Coming back on Thanks. the other side, we'll we'll talk about. Hey, listen, is it the NCAA uh, that that needs to be regulating? Sankey asking for governments to regulate. Saban saying it needs to be regulated. Kiffin saying that it's legalized cheating. Um, and Kiffin even going all the way back to say that this whole process that we're in right now goes all the way back to the first major move uh, that many of us talk about uh, is that when the dominoes started falling and now it's picking up speed. And that is when South Carolina and Arkansas joined the SEC in order to have an SEC championship game. Kiffin saying that was all about the championship game being about money. Is that all college football has become about is money and Who's going to continue to benefit? Will it ever trickle down fairly to the players? We'll talk about that more right here on the Martin Houston Show, coming back on the other side. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Okay.
two Alabama baseball pitchers have been drafted into the 2022 MLB draft. Connor Prelip was selected by the Minnesota Twins with the 48th overall pick in the second round, and Dylan Ray was selected by the Arizona Diamondbacks with the 108th pick in the fourth round. On Monday, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey called the SEC a super conference at SEC Media Days. Bryce Young and Will Anderson have both landed on the 2022 Maxwell Award preseason watch list. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience they have the basic car wash that starts at seven dollars but you need to check out the premium wash packages which start as low as twelve dollars and go up to twenty dollars they also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99 in other words just double the regular premium package drop a penny and you can be one of the great members of overflow express wash my family and i keep our cars looking good inside and out by using overflow express wash they're located on skyland boulevard right next door to alabama one or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com andy phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team Um. nick saban calls it the process John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. It's time for the Martin Houston Show. With the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game, Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with Martin Xavier and Todd. 100.9, the Album One Hotline is open for business. Love to get you in on the conversation. Give us a call at 205-342-9904 or chat us up on social media. Want to remind you that this Thursday, yes, only two more days, uh, you'll wake up and it'll be time for Awakening, Awakening Services. 6.30 p.m. at the link, at the link, 610 Watermelon Road uh, in Northport, uh, right there on the left, uh, right before you get to uh, TCAT, um, right past the Sokol Park on your right. So come on out and join us for an intimate time of praise and worship and powerful preaching of God's Word. That's Awakening Service. Uh, The team and I look forward to an opportunity to to, to uh, fellowship and worship with you. Hey, if you're looking for a church, if you're a skeptic, if you're center saint or, or somewhere in between, we'd love to have you come be a part of the service. Once again, that's Awakening. Go to Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. If you're looking for a place to, to worship in, hey, listen, you may not be able to attend in person. It'll be virtual as well. So you can go to Empowerment Ministries and watch it uh, live there. DC, uh uh, as we were going to break there, we were talking about this whole governing circumstance and situation um, with college football. And uh, thank you calling for uh, uh, the governors, which is never going to work. Uh, but maybe that's not his goal. Maybe his goal 
uh, and maybe he fully understands uh, what he's doing, but he wants to show, uh, hey, we tried, and now we're going to have to break off. Uh, in your opinion, is the most likely thing going to be uh, this this new commissioner, et cetera, uh, as a result of all of this? Yeah, that's definitely my opinion. I, I, I just think that, you know, um, he's doing these things to let you say, to say, hey, we've tried the federal government, we've tried the state government, we can't get anything done. And therefore, we're going to need to establish this new entity that's going to be the governing body uh, for these super conferences and uh, break away from the NCAA. I just don't see that, you know, the NCAA has been hands-off on this thing since the O'Bannon trial. Uh, you know, when when you they named it like this when it started, they didn't get ahead of it. Uh, they, there was plenty of time to see the handwriting on the wall. No one, uh, no one wanted to step up and do anything about it then. And then it became too late. Uh, at the point, it was already gone down the road. You couldn't get anything done. Now they just kind of uh, stuck their head in the sand. And, and uh, you know, a governing body that was so uh, on the road in the 80s and 90s of all the, uh, the things that were going on, they said, hey, well, you know, it's legal now. Kind of like what Lane Kiffin said that nobody wants to say. It's legal now, so nothing we can do about it. Uh, and it's, it's taking the bad approach to it. I, I don't think the NCAA is the answer either. Yeah, let me ask you guys a quick Is the NCAA um, as, as absent-minded as we think? Is it possible that the NCAA realizes when it comes to the big boy football, uh, big boy conference, uh, because is, is, is even the mega conference thing going to be all about football uh, or all about all the sports? And is the NCAA sitting back, allowing this thing to flush itself out where it's lost power, lost influence, et cetera, and then going to hold, try to hold on to the NCAA tournament and all the other Olympic sports? Um, uh, so, so are they playing their hand about, hey, guys, let's, let's, let's not even worry about it, and then they're going to come in as a savior for these smaller schools and, and, and for basketball and other sports? Are they going to let football kind of become its own thing? Is that a potential play by the NCAA, guys? Well, I think it's potential play. I think you've seen this happening in the college football playoff. You know, most people don't realize that's a complete separate entity uh, than the NCAA, sanctioned by the NCAA, but allows them to operate in, uh, independently. And so I think they, this all happened when the college football playoff came into being. And then when those talks went, uh, to expanding, I think the NCAA decided to say, "Sit back, and let's see where this fleshes out, and then we'll and we'll continue to be the governing body for the for the colleges that want to uh, have all the other sports." Yeah, I, I mean, X. I, any any comments there from you from that side? Is this a play uh, by yeah. the NCAA? Uh, <laughs> this is right. It definitely could be a play for them to come in and save the day, but. I think football is on its way to being it, its own entity, and it start it did start with the college football playoff. That was step one, and and as you see these super conferences being built, we we know and understand that it's a football driven move, and so I think that you could see that. Now the question is, what really happens outside of you know the TV deals and things like that to some of these smaller schools or not as football dominant schools within these super conferences, you know, a, a Kentucky, a Vanderbilt, uh, an Ole Miss, Mississippi State that dominate in other sports. What what really happens to them when they're when their school is getting put in these positions due to it being football driven, and that goes for the Dukes and the North Carolinas as well, and places like the ACC. Yeah, and we can't get all the way into that conversation today, but I think that that's a conversation that we need to dig deeper into. What is going to happen? Is this going to be a super conference for all sports, or is it going to be just football? We've seen that they're willing to let Notre Dame play in the ACC uh, in in football and not be a conf and then be a part of a conference in another and not be committed fully to the ACC even in football. 
So there's already some precedent for some of this stuff. So I'm going to shift that conversation. And two questions I have for you, uh, one generated by Joe during the last break, uh, is the money player, is the money schools having uh, all the success, anything new? Um, have they not always been the ones um, who who win? Uh, you know, who has the best weight room is Joe said, why? Who has the best academic support? Why? Money, 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 money. Programs with the most money have always won. Is this the same as the NIL? If so, why? If not, why? And then I want to get uh, from you guys, what will be Nick Saban's uh, main talking point or points when we come back from the break? Thank you, Alabama One, for all that you do. Go to alabamaone.org, alabamaone.org. More truck for your buck, more car for your cash. Get low Interest rates, we're starting off with a 36-month term, get lower payments by extending those terms up to 84 months on a used car and up to 96 months on new cars. That's Alabama One, alabamaone.org. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. We begin the day with some rocking and rolling thunderstorms moving through the area about 5 o'clock, so be careful as you leave your neighborhood. Those storms left tree limbs and debris scattered across the area. More storms are expected later today. They should stay below severe limit. However, Thursday, there may be a different story. Storm Prediction Center already highlighting central and west Alabama under a slight risk for severe storms. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. I'm Don Hurt. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. Just not enough time in the hour to get it all in. Uh, we have DC, DC Capstone Report. You can find him at DC Capstone Report on Facebook as well as you can follow uh, him at David Cott 50, David Cott 50 on Twitter. And don't forget about freelancepitchers.com and roadtypebama.com for more of Lance Great Pictures. You can go check them out there. DC um, X, uh, Joe brought, bring up a good point. Money has always won. So is there a difference between money winning then and money winning now? Uh, because that seems to be kind of the argument that Saban and even Kiffin are saying with the legalized cheating. Good Joe, that money's always won. First of all, that's a generalized statement that when you look back at the records of the of the teams, that's not necessarily correct. Some of the, the teams who won have had a lot of money, but the one teams that had the most money hadn't always won. And the reason that is, is there was competitive balance in that everybody played by the same rules at that time. And so how you get that money, how you, what you do with that money was was governed. Now the difference is that there's direct contact with boosters, direct contact with players, and there's nobody really governing on how you use that, how you can, how you can use that money. And I think that's what they're talking about, what Coach Saban and, and Coach Kiffin are talking about. I mean, the, 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 there's been money involved in every situation, but not all the, not all the colleges that had the most money uh, as, as, as won or been. There's, there's many colleges that don't even have a good football team that have had great money, just didn't put it in the right places. And now there's a there's a way to there's a way to get that direct contact to them that it's unregulated. That everybody's talking about. It. I don't I don't think it's a uh, I, don't, I think Joe's right in that fact. Money's always been there, but the problem is how people have used it. Uh, and, you know, it, it's not been able to. It's supposed to not be regulated now. Yeah, X. Yeah, um, I think what it what happens is you get to see those those USC's, those Texas's, uh, Miami's, those schools like that that have a lot of money that were at one point in recent history on top. Uh, I think it gives them an opportunity to bounce back faster. They can fast track their rebuild because they're able to say, "Hey, we are still Miami. We are Texas. We are, you know, that top end program in name." And now they have the money to go get a guy that might not want it. That will go with the money over, you know, the 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 current success, but is a top end player that helps rebuild your program faster. 
Yeah, and I, I agree. I agree with both. I agree with uh, both on both sides. I think Joe's right. If you've used your money where you could use your money, uh, facilities, uh, locker rooms, stadium uh, experience, uh, where if you've used your money wisely, uh, you that is there are a lot of programs that have kind of won. Where Nick Saban has specialized in giving players where he could give players an experience, uh, locker rooms, nutrition. Etc. And that's kind of been the way it's been. And then illegally, there was schools cheating. Now you can now the creativity and the access and the money can be any type of thing, uh, any circumstance, any situation. And I think that's where uh, the barriers are not set up is where, when, and how you can use it. Even though those who had the most money, they could only spend it in certain ways before. Now you can spend it wherever, however you come up with the idea. What would Nick Saban's thoughts be um, in terms of uh, what, was, what he's going to focus on t- uh, tomorrow? I mean, today. As far as the NIL, it's going to be competitive balance. That's what he said. It's being consistent what he's going to say. I think that's what he'll talk about today. Uh, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think NIL is going to be a big thing. I think uh, he'll get asked a little bit about the conference realignment and – uh, just preparing the team for this season after losing in the national championship. All right, Joe, uh, I mean, uh, what would be his message to his players back in Tuscaloosa, D.C.? Uh, con- consistently in performance, uh, don't let a don't let a failure waste don't waste a failure. Come back this year with a with a purpose. All right, closing thoughts, X. Yeah, I think uh, I think today is going to be an interesting day. Definitely can't wait to hear what Coach Saban has to say. Because it's going to stir the pot, but with a little bit of that coach speak on top. And yeah, one I last thing on good. the money. Can I say one last thing on the money, Martin? Uh, you know, Joe might can find it, but there was a nice little, uh, uh, I think, Elon uh, Musk put it up yesterday on Twitter. Show the difference about money. You talk about a millionaire and a billionaire, and that's the, that's the difference. The billionaires that are involved today can, in a particular, at a particular school, can make a big difference with this new NIL. And that's, I think that's where the difference is. It's like if you're a million, you did it in seconds. A million seconds is like 12 years, but a billion seconds is like 33,000 years. And that's the disparity between a millionaire and a billionaire. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll keep that conversation going in regards to uh, does money make that big a difference? Does the guidelines make that big a difference? What's going to happen to other sports with this realignment? What's Saban going to say? Well, we'll know by this time tomorrow, without a doubt. Joe, tell them real quick what time they can tune in right here on this station to listen to Coach Nick Saban. Coach Nick Saban going to be uh, stepping up to the podium right about 8 o'clock. So Wimp and Barry Sanderson going to step aside, and we're going to carry all of Nick Saban's comments right here on Tide 100.9 at 8 a.m. All right, for the Martin Houston Show, uh, I'm Martin Houston. Remember this, trust him, Lord, always think not, lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide out there, everybody. Catch you on tomorrow. Roll Tide. A dedication to last throughout the years.